Congratulations! You found it! This is a book podcast featuring books you will want to read. Recommended by people who are passionate about books. Maybe a little too passionate. Starring the original book divas Martha Steele, Vonnie Golden, and Nicole Shaded. Also featuring book nerds Jessica Butcher and Josh Lupton. Together, searching for and finding book treasures every week. They are three book girls! Is everybody wearing their Depends today? Are we ready for the podcast? <laughs> everybody had their bathroom breaks? I went Martha? to the bathroom. I did too. And you know, Mama Steele always said, even if you don't have to go, you really should try. Yeah. That yeah. way you won't have a surprise. Before mm-hmm. every road Before trip. you go to half price books and almost pee your pants. Yep. I already went once, but I can't promise anything. <laughs> <laughs> We watch those kids. We watch my niece and nephews all through the week, and they watch Disney Channel. And there's like this little short that they play in between the Disney shows, like like Mickey Mouse, and then this little short called Nina Needs to Go. Oh. And every time, <laughs> every like every little short of it that she has, she always doesn't go when she's asked, and then she has to go when they're like in the line for the water slide or something like that. Yeah, and then they have to like rush to the bathroom. Because and like the grandma does backflips and stuff. And then at the end of the episode, it says, now I know, don't wait to go. But in the next short, <laughs> she says it again. <laughs> so like coming around for uh, full circle, when you're a little kid, mm-hmm. you have to go very quickly and very fast. And, and then when, when you're, you're old, like a little, me. A little mature, <laughs> have a few years on you. You're a little aged. <laughs> and also when you're old... You other you have other things happen to you like <laughs> say for example Vonnie yeah. what happened to you this week <laughs> I fell in the tub <laughs> Not only did she fall in the tub show 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 Well the... I already showed Jessica look Oh my oh god. god she looks like somebody beat her she with does. a sock full of nickels <laughs> Seriously, the whole side of her body is bruised. Not only did she fall, she fell spec-freaking-tacularly. Tell them what happened with the shower curtain. Well, my shower's kind of slippery, and I don't have any kind of adhesive ducts or anything on the bottom. Sheldon would not be happy with me. And um, I started to slip, and when I tried to catch myself, I stepped on the shower curtain. So the shower curtain came down, and I went with it. So the shower curtain came down. The shower rod came down. I broke the shower rod. So she's all tangled up in the shower curtain <laughs> with a broken shower <laughs> shower rod. And Tyler's like, hey, you okay? Yeah. And after I shut off the water, I shut off the water. He said, yay. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine your teenage son having to come in and disentangle you from your freaking shower curtain? I, I disentangled myself. He'd know, but I didn't need help. I just needed a second to charge off the water and get out of the tub. That like totally threw me off when you did that earlier because I was like, I showed her, I showed you my tattoo, and you're like, I got some new ink for myself. And I was thinking, oh, maybe she played with like some nieces and nephews and got a stick on tattoo. No. And then she shows me this massive freaking bruise, <laughs> like All nonchalant, my- like oh. <laughs> I'm just been okay. So Jessica, now that we've been from the to the geriatric ward, <laughs> tell us about the twenty. 20- 23-year-old ward. Oh, I got a tattoo. (laughs) (laughs) The tattoo is awesome. It is very nice. Tell us about it. So, my best friend died in a car accident a year ago on the 6th. 
so me and our other really good friend Shelby and then her two cousins that I'm and Jackson and Lana that I'm also super close with all went and got the Deathly Hallows symbol always and then two six twenty seventeen yeah. on our rib cage which actually was not as bad as I thought because everybody kept telling me I was gonna die because Jessica is like <laughs> very very svelte. For those of you who don't know what that means, which if you're listening to this podcast, you do freaking know what that means. <laughs> Does it mean skinny? Oh, yeah, yeah. I like laid down on the table and the guy was like, well, I'm going to go ahead and warn you. This is probably going to hurt more on you because you're pretty thin and I can see your ribs. And I was like, awesome. Thanks for telling me that beforehand. Couldn't yeah. you just wait until the end? <laughs> but they turned out good. I saw all the pictures of you and your friends, and the one with the um, with the uh, is it sunflower? Yeah, that one. I like that one. That one was Shelby's, and she did it on her hip. And I think she's hers is still pretty swollen. Mine's like looks like I've had it for a month. Yeah, now. it does. It mm-hmm. looks awesome. But well, if if it's okay with you, then we'll yeah we'll take a picture of it and post it. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, poor Sh- yeah Shelby does not do well with pain. But she has like three tattoos, which cracks me up. So I'm like, you're tougher than you think you are. But um, he had to stop because it's on her hip. And that's like a, I want to say fattier. Shelby's not fat, but it's like but a, it's got more yeah, skin. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, you know, and you've got women, like that you have handle. hips. Yeah. So he like stops the gun and she's like, why'd you stop? What happened? <laughs> and she's like squeezing my hand. And he's like, well, I got to change out needles. We got to use a thicker one. And she's like, oh, great. And she's just like death grip on my hand. And I was like, you could have told her you're taking a drink of water or something, man. <laughs> like, don't tell her that. Don't tell her the truth. <laughs> <laughs> but he was really nice. Did a good job. Cool. So you'll get to take a look at the picture on our Facebook page or maybe Instagram. <laughs> Can we take a picture with Bonnie's bruise, too? <laughs> no, no, I ain't putting a picture of my bruise up there. I that's don't... not a, that's not a, a chosen ink spot. So. No, people will think we're beating her to death if we take a picture of that shit. We'll think it's, they'll think it's domestic abuse. <laughs> they'll turn us in for elderly abuse. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I had something we'll have kind of... on our doorstep. <laughs> I had something kind of funny happen and I was going to tell you about it because it is about you about me about you um Kayla who was on our show the Mm -hmm. one who lives in Lawton oh yeah um she read Lillian Boxfish the one that I uh, reviewed not too long ago and she does a blog called uh reader then blogger Mm -hmm. um and she reviewed that book and she didn't care for the book so it wasn't the greatest review well, the author actually reposted the, re- the Does review. Does it look like she read it and first? liked it? I don't know if she didn't read it first or what, but I had to. I just had to shout it out because when we were talking back and forth about it, she. I mean, she she let this author really have it in her blog, and she says, "I feel so bad, but I had to be honest. I feel like I went all Martha on her." <laughs> It, feels so good. It, just, it made me laugh out loud at work. It was so funny. Oh, no. Thank you, Kayla. You're so sweet. <sighs> yeah, that makes me feel funny. like going all Martha on somebody else. <laughs> Who's next? Come on. Come on. I didn't read Girl on a Train, damn it. Hey, for once, we weren't going to bring up that stupid book on this podcast. <laughs> no, but actually, we were going to bring up that book because we were going to have a discussion about bestsellers. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I was thinking about this. I don't even remember why it came up in my mind. 
But I was remembering, I used to sell jewelry. I was a uh, um, an independent Silpata Designs consultant for years, nine years, actually, when I lived in Texas, because I really didn't have, at that point, a job. So I was just basically, you know, it was something for me to do. But I noticed something really interesting. I noticed that if you told somebody that an item was very popular, then people would automatically buy it. If you would say, this is our most popular item, there would be people that regardless of whether they like the item, they would automatically freaking buy it. It could be the most gaudy piece that you own and so long as you said it was a bestseller. I am not even kidding you. I'm in. And I was thinking about the bestseller list, and I was thinking about some of these books that make it to the bestseller list. And I was thinking about all these people that will look at books that are bestsellers and they'll automatically go just like a bunch of freaking lemmings Mm -hmm. and buy those books just because they're on the bestseller list. Mm -hmm. I am the opposite. I'm the exact opposite myself. Now, I do look at the lists, Mm -hmm. like on Book Riot and some of these other places, and I read about the book and make a decision on my own about it, whether Mm -hmm. I'm interested in reading it, but I will never, ever read something based on how many other people are reading it. Now, see, I might read something that's on a bestseller list just to see what all the hype is on, but if I don't like it, I don't like it. I won't. You know, I won't say, oh, it was awesome just because everybody else in my, you know, group of friends or whatever loved it. I mean, if I like a book, I'm going to tell you I liked it. If I didn't like it, I don't like it. Like when Fifty Shades of Grey came out, everybody was reading that book. A lot of my friends read that book and they're like, oh, my God, you have to read it. You have to read it. You have to read it. It's awesome. It's great. It's wonderful. Blah, blah, blah. So I read it and hated it. (laughs) <laughs> and I told my friends that I didn't like it. And they're like, how did you not like that book? And I'm like, how do you like that book? And then, <laughs> but I mean, it's just, it's a difference in taste. I mean, mm-hmm. but a lot of people will read something just because it's a hype and they'll automatically try to find something to like about it when sometimes it's just not a good freaking book. Well, the whole bestseller thing, and Nicole, you were talking earlier about, what was it, the New York Times? No, I think it's the Washington Post. Washington Post. And I'm try- I was trying to find an article so to back up what I read earlier. I should have saved it, but I can't find it. But I'm almost positive it said the Washington Post. Um, they are doing something that is pretty monu- monumental in the book world, uh, which it, like so. If you know about the bestseller list right now, what they do for the bestseller list is they use the data from people who are purchasing uh, physical books. From bookstores, sometimes websites, like anybody who's willing to report to whatever uh, company is taking the data. Would that include Amazon? Uh, Amazon does contribute some of it. However, um, it is a huge deal because the Washington Post is now going to take data not only from people who are physically purchasing the book at bookstores like a normal person, but they're also going to use uh, Amazon's uh, data including their ebook sales. Whoa. Which has never been done that's before. Cool. So, um that's huge. And so that yeah, so it's a amazing thing especially for authors because right now Amazon like uh just a few months ago and we had talked about it on the podcast. They released their own best-selling list. Um 
and it's very different from what the like the Washington Post, uh, the New York Times, any what any of those any of the bestseller lists. Yeah, right. It's very different um, because a lot of like on Amazon's list, Harry Potter is still on it. Right, because, because it's the people books that are, people are purchasing right now. Yeah. It's not necessarily the books that are brand new. It's whatever is... Ha- like. Well, in the New York Times, like, they're using what's being purchased right now. It's right. the bestseller of right now from the... But the hard physical copies. Yeah, Amazon, so now, a lot of people do e-books on yeah, Amazon. Or they're ordering stuff they can't find in the stores anymore oh, and stuff like that. That's and so what I'm thinking. Now they're like com- Margaret Atwood's... Yeah. Um, well, the Handmaid's Tale yeah, has... exactly. But, the, I mean, that... It was still on the other, but yeah, so it's just amazing that they're actually going to finally combine these and it's going to be a big deal for authors, um, for publishers. It's gonna I wish be there was a way that they can, I, I understand why they don't use the Audible stuff because it's a subscription. Mm-hmm. And so you're, yeah. But it's but still a I, book that people want to read and they purchase that. But you're you not purchasing it. Get. You're purchasing the subscription rather than purchasing that the physical, like the actual book. Well, yeah, I know. Like in the yeah. system, that's what it is. But it's actually a book that you want to read, and that's why you're doing it. It's, to me, yeah, it, it would be no different. But you're also to, not paying full price for that. Yeah, but you don't pay full price when you buy a, a paperback. There's sometimes that's, that the audio is yeah. more expensive than the ebook. That's what I'm saying. So that's why the Audible, you're not paying full price for that. No, there's sometimes it's no, I don't know. is more expensive. I know, than a, I know. But oh. so when you're saying like the Audible is, but when you're you're doing the Audible and you get that credit, it's you're still paying a cheaper price than what the actual Audible book normally would cost. Right. That, that so that's what I'm saying. Like it's it's definitely uh, more expensive than an ebook or a physical yeah. book because they charge outrageous well, if you prices. You go to like for, Barnes and Noble yeah. or something and buy a yeah. brand new uh, or yeah, audio, it's audio outrageous. Book, it's like twenty five. Yeah, it, it, way, so way more than that. So it that's what it's been a long time. Yeah, I just always go to half price yeah. books. But it's, so Audible is giving you a discount on that price, and that's what. So you're not paying the full price for that. That. For that format of it costs more to make them. That's why, yeah, Yeah. because they have to pay two different people, yeah, and sometimes three or four to make the product. It's a production. It's a huge deal. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so I don't. It's just awesome. It's interesting though, Mm -hmm. because you can now see a bunch of different pictures of what's happening in the book world instead of just one picture. One static picture, yes, of yeah. what's ha- of what, what's happening in the book world. So the other thing that's going to be amazing is because Amazon allows you to self-publish, and a lot of their um, Kindle first, which, which is now called Amazon first, uh, so a lot of those books are self-published, and so it's going to be a big deal for people who are Amazon first publishing as well, because like public like doing right. it themselves, right? Because they might show, especially if their book is good enough that they show up on the. Amazon first, then they get all of these reviews, and then people can go buy it, and not they get a discount on the physical copy, or people see all these reviews that are saying it's great, and then go so right. got all these extra people buying it, they show up on the Amazon bestseller list, but they won't show up on any other list. So now people are actually going to get the data from these online sellers, and it's going to be it's just going to be, be a really huge good change. for small authors mm-hmm. in the end. Mm-hmm. It will be. Which is really cool. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. I'm getting kind that's of excited awesome. over here. It's good. Sweet. I have no idea what I'm reviewing tonight. <laughs> so while we're still on this topic really quick, I do okay. want to say I am the first to avoid like 
you, the books that get all of the hype. I don't know why it freaks me out, but I'm. I think I'm more worried about the disappointment. But because of all of the hype, and Martha reviewed it, and I've been falling in love, more in love, with Reese Witherspoon because I started following her on Instagram, and she does her own book club, and she produced the TV show for this. I did just read Big Little Lies, and, and it is worth all of the hype. See? Didn't I tell you? So see, sometimes they get it yeah. right. Sometimes so I just wanted to make sure everybody knew all of I this. I feel vindicated. I mean, just remember that, you How know, How long Goldfinch ago did I review that book, too. Nicole? God, it, that was forever ago. I mean, it was probably ago. like November or something. No. Was it no, was last that year? I don't, well, I don't yeah, think it was November. Last, it was a year ago because it was uh, during spring break last year. No. I don't think it was on our list for the 2017 books. I, don't I mean, it was published. Uh, it was when oh, we went to Florida that I read it. You went to Florida on spring break. Yeah. So last year, our kids have been graduated since May. So yeah, yeah. yeah. It's been yep. It's been quite a while. Yep. So if you haven't read Big Little Lies, go read it. It really is a good book. It was written in such an interesting way. Are you going to review it tonight? Yeah, I was going to say, is that your review? Because if so, I got to write it down. <laughs> Uh, no, because you already reviewed it. Oh, I don't want right. to review it. Okay. I mean, I would, but no. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, I suppose we could uh, tra- do our transition. Transitioning. <laughs> well, I have one that's a new author, actually. It's one of our um, Twitter followers that I read, and it's my first Kindle book. It's the first one on my Ooh, on my a New Kindle Year's resolution until this yep. until this time. This my, is no longer. She's got her Kindle cherry popped. Yep. I am now... How's it feel? Are you all stretched out now? <laughs> May take one more book. Did you like it, though? Visual. I did. I liked this book. It's called The Order of Nature, and it's by Josh Scheinert. And this book is about a college student named Andrew who goes to Gambia um, to study like abroad. He volunteers for a, for a school. Andrew is uh, homosexual and he he doesn't really have very much experience with it so he's still kind of figuring things out well he goes to gambia and he meets a a teenager who lives over there or a man i guess he's not really a teenager named thomas and thomas is thomas is about in the same boat as he is and um together they like form a relationship and like just you know they are friends and then fall in love so on and so forth and the only problem is is in Gambia it's illegal to be a homosexual so they're arrested oh. for being homosexuals whoa whoa whoa, whoa. How, do, how do people know they're homo did they get like caught in the act or do people no, just somebody, see them like holding hands or somebody what somebody turned them in Somebody turns them in who has seen them together, suspects them of being homosexual, so turns them into the police, and the police... That's harsh. ...arrest them without any, like, concrete evidence that they're of their sexual preference. And they um, go to jail, obviously, mm-hmm. and um, because Andrew is American and is over there volunteering he's treated different than Thomas and Thomas is treated horribly mm-hmm. and it just I don't know this is this book was really good I really liked it and it's the first book in a while that has just really drawn me into the story mm-hmm. and just 
I don't know, you just, you feel what they feel. I mean, you go through all of the motions of them discovering each other and starting this relationship and how much they just, I know it sounds corny, but it's almost like they save each other because they're so confused and they feel like outcasts and so on and so forth, but together they fit. And then they start fitting in like with Andrew's friends, obviously not Thomas's friends because he can't let anyone know that he's that he's gay because they'll turn him in in a heartbeat and and then all of a sudden they're arrested and thrown in jail and then you have just the you know heart-wrenching trial and everything else and it was just really freaking good it was really good i really enjoyed it it sounds good yeah it it ended in a complete cliffhanger i mean i was reading it today at work in the conference room and i actually said out loud to myself that's it <laughs> like oh my god I there's no book far. flinging was there it's a kindle you can't fling it no 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 i didn't fling it <laughs> but it was like i need a second book i need to know more <laughs> but it was really good i really enjoyed it and it was it wasn't too sexual so it's it would be a good book for you know teenagers as well as adults it's Controversial, but they don't get too much into the controversy. It's political, but they don't get too much into the, the political. They just kind of touch on it yeah. so that you get the feeling of the, you know, tension in Gambia, mm-hmm. which is a country in Africa, just in case anyone doesn't know. And But I think the author did a really good job on this. I really liked it. Like I said, that the story just really drew me in. I was very sad that I could only read it at lunch. There was a few times at lunch I was like, maybe if I just take my 15-minute break now. <laughs> Go sit in the bathroom stall. Well, I Grunt take... every once in a while. <laughs> oh, this is really good. Like, I'm just really constipated. Too much cheese. Except <laughs> we don't eat cheese. <laughs> Well, that's cool. Give us title and artist one more time. It's The Order of Nature by Josh Scheinert. And like I said, he's one of our Twitter followers. Yay. So you can find him find him on Twitter. It's an awesome book. I would recommend it to people. Um, it doesn't get too heavy into romance. So it's... She's it, looking right at me when she says that. Yes, because I know that you don't like the romance. <laughs> but you have to go through their relationship steps to understand... It has to set the mood for the rest of the book. By the way, Martha does like romance as long as it's subtle. Yeah, and it is subtle. Thank you, Nicole. I was actually trying to pick a fight with you there because you always say you don't like it at all. (laughs) But then after reading some of your uh, novels, I'm like, "Eh, I do like like it. Romance has to be subtle and and background. My thing is it needs to be realistic. You can't, I hate that. Oh, Martha, it doesn't have to be realistic. No. No. It just has to be subtle. Yeah, or well, I mean, twisted, or really twisted. Ooh, but like these were real, this was a very realistic story. <laughs> See, I could get that something that. that could happen. I don't like like the big super dramatic screaming at each other in the rain. Duh, no, this crap. didn't have any of it. Like, and I, I just I loved the characters in this book. He did such a great job with the defining the characters, and each of them was true to their nature through the whole book. You know, I don't like it when you start a character out with one feeling and you get halfway through the book and all of a sudden the character changes. This didn't happen with any of the characters. Mm -hmm. The characters are pretty straight on, straightforward. 
constancy kind of thing. Right. And I don't like it. I don't like it when you just change everything up because it's like, no, that wouldn't happen in real life. And this was, you know. Cool. I loved it. I would recommend it. Solid. All righty. Who wants to go next? I can go next. Okay, so I read this. It was one of the first books I've ever gotten off of Overdrive. What you what? got an Overdrive book. Yay. I'm so proud of you. Yes, I just wish you got longer than 14 days because I didn't plan this very well and I was still reading a different book when I got it, so then I had to recheck it out. It was awful. <laughs> Do that all it gives time. me anxiety. <laughs> but... Well, I have no idea why I picked this book. It was just like on one of the lit, like, I don't know, it was just on there and I didn't know what I was doing on this app thing. And I just like put this on hold because it was like, okay, it's got a cool title. And it's called House of Sand and Fog. And it's by Andre, and this is French. So I apologize if I butcher it. But, but you it took is, French classes, so you should be able to do this. Come on. I now. can read it, but not speak it. It is Andrew, Andre Debu the Third. Okay. But, okay, so essentially it is about, it's, I thought it was really cool. It follows the story of two different people. Um, one of them is an immigrant from, um, like, Iran, pretty much. Uh, he was a military member. He was ha- ranked very high, um, and he was super, like, very respected, and some people legitimately feared him until uh, some a bunch of stuff happened in Iran and he ended up immigrating to the United States and he ends up in California where he uh, no longer has as much money as he used to have and he but he's trying he's so he ends up working two jobs and he's a construction worker and he is also working at a gas station and he hates it like with a passion because he used to be like a top shot or what like you know big shot big shot hot shot all of that put together Um, some sort of shot and so he's living in this apartment he's spending way too much money on all of this stuff and he kind of gets to a breaking point and on the other storyline you're following this girl who's grew up in the United States Uh, she got married to this guy they're living in this house that somebody left her and her brother So she owns it with her brother, but she's living there with her husband, but her husband recently left her and all of a sudden, like the government starts sending her these letters saying that she didn't pay this tax, but she didn't know anything about this tax and her house is taken from her and sold at auction. Holy crap. Well, the Iranian guy ends up buying it because he decides... That the only way to make money in the United States is to do so. Like, he decides he wants to flip houses, pretty much. Ah. And so their stories meet. And so um, I loved this book because of how, like, the contrast between the different cultures. And they're both literally just trying to live and eat and survive. And you've got this guy who has a family and he's trying to take care of them and he's in this country where he doesn't really understand it. He just bought this house and he's literally trying to better his life. And you've got this other girl who, like, her house was literally stolen from her um, and she is trying to get it back. 
and she grew up here and she's getting screwed over. And so it's just this huge, I don't know, it's so awesome the way everything met in the middle and just kind of seeing how each handled the situation and it's totally stressing me out just thinking yeah, about like, it. That's like a big ball of tension. I can feel it in my traps. But it was a really good story. <laughs> yeah. And it takes it place like in San Francisco. I like. <laughs> so I, I love San Francisco, kind of. I get really ang- anxious. You were just in, in San Francisco. I know, but I get anxious when I get there because there's too many people. But I love San Francisco and the thought of San Francisco, and it's beautiful. And so I love reading about San Francisco. <sighs> I just don't like to actually be there. <laughs> I mean, like, I can be there, but I just don't want to drive while I'm there. That freaks me out. And I don't want to be in a crowd. People are crazy drivers there, man. <laughs> they don't they don't b- obey the stop signs or anything. Nope. I like going on the weekdays, not the weekends. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Too many people. But yeah, so I would probably rate this, I don't know, like a three out of five. Maybe so a four out of five. So only a three? Do you didn't like that much? I, I mean, you? I liked it, but it was not like... It wasn't the best thing ever. It wasn't, you know, the goldfinch. But <laughs> well, not much is the goldfish. I was gonna gold say I'm, I'm harsher <laughs> right. than you guys when I rate things. Yes, you are tougher. harsher. You don't. <laughs> you don't give anything good reviews. Yes, I do. Go look at my Goodreads. I never look at Goodreads. What Maybe I should look at your Goodreads I and see what you put on there. I keep track. That's how I keep track of what books I've read. Anyways, this is called The House of Sand and Fog, and it's by Andre Debout the Third. I was I was like Nicole Alexis shaded the third, the third. How come girls don't get to be the third? I know. I'm gonna name my daughter Nicole Alexis shaded the second. That'd be cool. With color junior. <laughs> slash man tooth. Yeah, slash man tooth. <laughs> Hyphen. <laughs> that way Travis can't get mad that. It that he doesn't have his last. That yeah. she doesn't have his last name. Oh lord! <laughs> Wouldn't it be awful if he had a son and his name was Nicole Alexis <laughs> Shaded the Third Mantooth? I think it'd be Michael Alexander Shaded Mantooth. Yeah, she's already got her that, children's that's names. A long flipping name. Well, it's not like it took a whole lot of thought. I mean, yeah, well, well that, I was supposed to be a boy. It didn't happen, and I was supposed to be named Michael Alexander. So. Since I wasn't a boy, they named me Nicole Alexis. So it was the closest thing they could come up with. <laughs> hey, I was supposed to be a boy too. I was going to be Kenneth Charles. Just saying. Isn't it funny how how our parents tell us shit like that? Yeah, my mom. Oh didn't yeah, even... we didn't really want a girl, so we had the boy's name all picked out. We even had boy clothes for you, and this was going to be your name. Hey, my especially mom didn't even like, have a girl's name purpose. until she was like eight months pregnant. They're like, you have to pick a girl's name in case it's a girl. Fine. I mean, it's a big deal in some families to make sure you have a guy, like a boy, a boy. even to this day, because you got to carry on the lineage. For my family, it was always so women who were more important, though. That's weird. Mm-hmm. I think it's because I come from a family of witches myself. You know, my, my grandmother was the meanest woman alive. You know, we had to pass on her genes. Yeah, I understand. And guess who got them all? Mr. Me! Mr. Tin Man. <laughs> That's right. I'm going to live to be 101 just because she lived to be 100. <laughs> That's petty as hell. <laughs> Some new levels. Okay, so. So, Jessica. Jessica. Okay. I'm going to review The Kill Order by James Dashner, which is the prequel to the Maze Runner trilogy. So, but totally different characters. Okay. 
Um, this book, if you want a book with a happy ending, do not read this book. <laughs> it doesn't end well. It sets up this really screwy world where they like test on children. So just keep that in mind. If you'd read this book, it's not going to end happily. So don't expect happy. It's a very I loved it. dystopian world. <laughs> very dystopian world. So if you've read anything from the Mage on, you know that this is 13 years prior, which right after the sun flares hit, which were like these big solar flares that hit all along like the tropical zones and it took out everything except like the poles and like it just wrecked the earth. So this is a story of four people. Well, they're originally six. But the other two are only there for like the first chapter. Um, who've survived? Well, thanks for ruining that for us, Jessica. <laughs> it's the first chapter. I'm just teasing you. Um, Go ahead. <laughs> they survive the sun flares. They're like in New York City, and they're like lucky enough to be underground when the sun flares hit. And then they like run to the Lincoln Building and climb up before everything floods because it melts the ice caps. So they get Holy hit by these sun flares. Everything hits. They manage to escape on a boat and get to like ground. And they set up this little settlement, like where they've like got little tree huts, and they're starting to try and get life back to norm, normal, relative, I guess. Normalish. Yeah. So they're, mm-hmm. you know, out of the shock. And then all of a sudden, this big—they call them bergs—they're like giant planes—flies in, and people start shooting them with darts full of this virus as a method of population control. Ugh. Because, which I found really terrifying about this book, because, I mean, we see a lot of really bad stuff today. Like, we've got a lot of climate change, a lot of bad stuff. And I'm like, if there's ever a huge natural disaster and we had some random power, it'd be like, all right, we need some population control. That's terrifying to me. That <laughs> is terrifying. It is terrifying. It's a little too real. Whoa. Okay, so, don't tell us too much. But, um, so they get shot with the, this is like the very beginning, They their village gets attacked and... Alec and Mark, which are the two main characters, like throw a grappling hook and get onto the berg, and they crash the berg, and they get the map pad, and they figure out where this place is coming, this thing has come from, and they're they're, and then all of their friends start getting sick. So like the uh. ones who get shot with the darts like die immediately, but it causes massive hemorrhaging, and the virus is supposed to be bloodborne. Oh, well, at least it's not airborne. But that's the problem. They didn't test it first, and it's massively airborne. Ugh. And it ends up infecting the entire Earth, which is what sets up the Maze Runner, because the maze is created uh, so they can find a cure, theoretically. Damn. So it's really screwy, and like it's Alec and Mark and then Trina and Lana, but they get separated, and they're going to try and save their friends, but then... You know, this virus is airborne, and they start feeling like they're getting sick, and there's, like, all these crazy people who start fires, and there's this little girl who got hit with a dart who doesn't get sick, and the crazy fire people think that she's a demon because this virus is attacking their brain, and they, like, try to kill the little girl, and, like, all these things. And so, the last part... Don't tell too much. Like, the last part of the book is there's, like, a whole bunch of, like, different little... (laughs) parts like they're trying to get to the headquarters they're trying to get their friends back and all that stuff now right. maze runner didn't didn't you do maze runner yeah, okay i didn't even know there was a prequel to it mm-hmm. well, so that's, that's really cool. awesome okay yeah. so so nicole did maze runner jessica's done the prequel now now isn't there a sequel then to the maze runner well, it's, it's a, a trilogy. trilogy 
Yeah. Oh. And I have you read the whole thing? Mm-hmm. I haven't read the. I mean, I read the Maze Runner, but I haven't read the second or third book of the trilogy. They're wow. good. Um, that was my my four my four books for January because I'm trying to read or a book a week or whatever. It was I read mm-hmm. the three and then I read the prequel. And they're good, but it's, it would be hard to talk about one without talking about the others. Yeah, yeah, that's the issue with with going into a, a series chronologically because, because then you're. It, it gets all mixed up in your head because you have the whole plot. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, how much can I say? Yeah. Yeah. It was good. It was very good. Very dark. I like the whole book. I was like, man, nothing good is going to happen to these people. And from reading the other books, you, you're you like, yeah, well, I mean, the world does get kind of crazy. So I guess nothing good is going to happen to these people. <laughs> but Have you uh, watched the movies at all? No, that's why I actually started reading them, because Garrett likes the movies. Garrett's here, by the way. He's sitting in the corner again. He's like a <laughs> naughty child. <laughs> he's over there studying. We I feel like we ought to, you know, you want to put a hat on him or something. We need something to take a there. picture of him in the corner and put it on our on our. Can we take website. a picture of you, Garrett? On our Facebook. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Jessica, that's your job. Take a picture of Garrett in the corner. Okay. And put it on Facebook. <laughs> Don't get me. Don't get my fatness. <laughs> but yeah, I know the third movie is supposed to come out pretty relatively soon. And it was a big controversy because the main actor like broke his leg on one of his yeah, stunt. Yeah. So it was a big deal. Mm-hmm. But I've, yep. I still haven't seen any of the movies yet. I've so seen... I kind of want to go watch it. So I, I read... I had never watched the movies because I wanted to read the books. And so when he saw that the third movie was coming out, I was like, okay, I'll read the books while you're in the Grand Canyon. It's not like I'm going to be doing much anyways because you'll be gone. Um, and so that and then we watch them, and so so far we've only watched the first one together. And there's a part that happens in the movie compared to the book on the books because I know how the other books go. I'm like, I don't like you killed him in this movie, but he's a big part later down the line, and I don't know how you're going to fix that. Like uh-huh. <laughs> a lot of times, it it doesn't make any. The way they do things in the movies mm-hmm. don't make any sense. I was so confused. I was yeah. like, um, they all bets are off. They yeah. really don't care as mm-hmm. long as it works out for their movie. They really don't care what they do. Which yeah. I'm I'm okay with it. It's it's like getting two stories out of one. As long yeah. as you're, I mean, I was upset. Sometimes now, sometimes <laughs> it's so different than the book that it just makes me angry. Because mm-hmm. it's like, what? What are you? This? It's nothing like it. And, and then it just changes the storyline. And well, I'm having this uh, problem with the magicians right now. Because mm-hmm. have you ever read the magicians? I or, haven't. Yet. Okay, yeah. so the book was awesome. You've read it. Yep. The TV show is com- like the first two episodes follow the book, and then nothing else does. Right. Um. Even the characters are completely screwed up. It's literally a completely different, like, it made me mad at first, but now Mm -hmm. I actually enjoy watching it because... Now it's so different that it's something totally... Yeah, it's It's like, as long as you don't get that pissed off and just go stomp away, it's literally, it's actually pretty cool to watch because you're... It has really cool effects. Well, I I don't know. I haven't gotten that far. I just meant, like, the story. Magician. Yeah. Just like that story is completely... I just meant yeah. the cool shit that happens to look at. It's cool to look at. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I'm only like on the first season. That was part of the problem I had with The Maze Runner, too. Like, the movie versus the book. When I read it, I was like, that's not how that happened. This is like... It's like they were trying to make it more action-packed, but yeah. to me it didn't, like, resonate as well. I always have yeah. I always have those issues, though. Yeah. When when you... Ugh. Give, give title and artist again. Uh, the Kill Order by James Dashner. 
I have that issue when you get, especially if it's a book or a series that you love, that you fall in love with the world and you fall in love with the set of characters. Oh, yeah. And you've read it multiple times and you've inhabited it. Mm-hmm. And then they make a movie out of it and they totally gut it. Yeah. That's not okay. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah. That's not okay. There's I can't been books do that. that I've read that I loved. I loved the book. They made it into a movie. Watched the movie. The movie was horrible, awful. Oh, and yeah. then people are like, well, I'm never going to read that book because the movie sucked. Well, yeah, you're but like, it's not even dude, the same thing. It's not the same. Yep. Oh, yeah. That was. Because it's so it's frustrating to me because it, mm-hmm. it it's not representative. I bought and I bought like into hardcore into that series because I liked it and I read, did the audiobooks and the guy who read it did like all these accents and they you just got and I got sucked in with and I love there's I love you the read characters. the audio version of this one no no, no of yeah yeah of this one oh, and okay. of the other three and I just like all four of them I just got really sucked in it's the same guy who does the audio through yeah which I love I hate it when they switch up the audio between books I'm like that's not the right voice (laughs) the Ken Follett books that I that I read and are reading again um they have the same person do all of the audio you fall in love with the the narrators and I just I yeah either that or you absolutely hate them and refuse to keep reading I'm having that trouble right now really I'm listening to Wonder Oh, yeah. It's a bit yeah. rough. Yeah. There the have been several version? books that I've had to just chuck them and decide to read the hard copy because I can't stand the narrator. Mm-hmm. What's the book, the author from the Goldfinch that we Donna were talking Tart? about? Yeah, but that book, The, the Secret? Uh, the oh. Little Friend? No, The Secret. Oh, the... That you told me you put on your DNF list? Uh, it's called The Secret. Wait, I think, hold no, on. No, The Secret Life? The Room? No talking about room no the yeah it's called just oh the secret history the secret history uh, yeah secret i'm reading history. that right now and i i didn't finish it <clears throat> how far did you get though uh, i was gonna ask you that. i want to say probably at least half okay I, I haven't made it halfway i've made it at like about 60 pages and i kind of see yeah i, it's I like got so, i got a, a pretty good ways into it and and i just couldn't I think that I, I was feeling impatient because there was something else that I wanted to read and nothing was happening. Well, her writing is like massively intelligent. It is. It's I, I know that sounds super weird, but it is not a high school level book. No. It's above that. And especially because she's talking so much about like Greek history and yeah. all of that stuff. And yeah. so it's like, oh my God. Like, uh, Big Little Lies. Last weekend, I read it three days. It does not take very long. 400 I, pages. It only this took book, me a day to read Big Little Lies. This book, exact same <laughs> amount of pages. I've read 60 pages in three days. Like, yeah. Because compar- so, you have oh to read God. slow to soak it all up because it's mm-hmm. so dense. Or you have to reread. Like, you well, read no, something and you you're just like, have to, it's just her so, language is not something you can just like, it's not a sentence that you would normally put together. It's so intelligent and like, you, you have to think it. about it because you're, I mean, you're, I'm reading about all these Greek historians and uh, like different like philosophical theories and all of this stuff that I've never even heard of before because I'm not a Greek major. And so it's like so different than... I, it's awesome. I gotta see if I can actually finish it. Mm-hmm. Not put it on my DNF list. Martha, what did you read this week? What did I read? <laughs> well, I was going to review La Rose. Mm-hmm. 
Have you changed your mind? By Louise Erdrich. But I'm going to save that for another time because all the stuff that you guys reviewed was pretty... I just feel like I want to do something unusual tonight. I want to shake things up a little bit. And I've been well, dying... Well, isn't your usual kind of book, is it? Mm, no, not really. But this one's really weird. Okay. Weird. This is my kind of book. <laughs> and I've been saving it. Saving it and savoring it. Um... I found it on one of the lists, and I want to say that it was from Unbound Worlds. It's one of those uh, Facebook groups that I belong to that will, I, I think I shared something on the Facebook page this week from them, underrated horror novels or oh, something yeah, like I that. that. I think mm-hmm. it's that same page that where, where I got this one from earlier this year. It's called White Tears. And the author is, I think it's pronounced Harry, only it's spelled H-A-R-I, Kunzru. I have no idea if I'm saying that right. Spell it. K-U-N-Z-R-U. That's about as good as I would try to pronounce it. Hari Kunzru or Harry Kunzru. I don't know. It's been a while since I listened to it, so I don't remember how it's pronounced, but One of the things I liked about this, I listened to it on audio, and I highly recommend listening to it on audio because it's about audio. It's about these two young white boys in their 20s uh, living in New York City, and one of them his hobby is he goes around New York City and he records noises while he walks around. And then they make like records out of it. They make huh r- music like out mixes? of it. Yeah. Out of just regular noises. Yeah, out of nifty. Yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> and the one kid is really I don't remember which is which. I wrote him down. Um I think Seth is the is the one that goes around and does that. He's the poor but talented partner. And he's the one that he goes around. Sometimes he rides his bike and other times he walks. And he has this complicated rig that he uses to record these noises that he hears. And then his partner is has named Carter. And he is basically a trust fund baby. He's Mm -hmm. got all this money and he's got all the really fancy equipment that they use to make these mixes. Well... One day, Seth is doing these recordings, and he hears this old black man singing a song about a graveyard. I think I'm on by a graveyard of my own. And it's like this. He doesn't sing it. Now, shut up. Don't laugh. Now it just made me think of an episode of Futurama. Stop. You did kind of pull it's out really your bender creepy, voice, though. though. What I'm saying is, it was very much a bender. <laughs> yeah, I know it was a it was a bender moment. It was when he was trying to be a um, the country singer, country no bluegrass, no folk singer, folk singer. The bender was trying to be a folk singer. <laughs> it was totally not supposed to be a funny moment. Damn it! <laughs> Sorry, but anyway, um, the, he hears. He, it's almost like he hears this. He's not even sure he hears it. 
he's watching these old guys play chess in the park in New York City, and he kind of hears this out of the corner of his mind. And it's like a a song, but the dude who's doing the audio doesn't sing it. He almost chants it. Hmm. So you kind of get used to hearing that. I'm kind of glad that he didn't sing it because then it becomes, that's the narrative that it becomes. So each time you hear it throughout, it just, it's the creepier than shit moment. God, it's creepy. So anyway, it gets back to the studio and his friend hears it and they, they, they use it as part of this record that they're making. They make part of this mix and then a few days later, he's out and he records something else and it's a guitar riff and it matches the mm-hmm. sound. So they put it together mm-hmm. and they put the mix out over the internet. Oh no. And then all of this stuff starts to happen. Um, they curse themselves. <laughs> God, it is so creepy, you guys. Oh my gosh. It's it Carter like a Scooby Doo episode. No, shut up. No, it's nothing like that at all. You know, all Carter, the picture is, you know, uh, it that, has a lot to do with Oh death. <laughs> that's what I keep picturing. The, it, the whole the whole thing is really, really an interesting look at race, believe it or not. Um rich and poor um it's just so the depth of this book is just amazing i can't possibly explain it to you it sounds weird and it sounds creepy but but the stuff that you get from this is is absolutely amazing it's a weird book i'm not gonna lie about that it's weird Mm-hmm. Even though we're making fun of it, it's, right, it it's, is. It's really, deep. but man, especially the audio version. I have no idea if the hard copy would be quite as cool, especially with that the guy's voice, the way he does it, the way he does the the singing part when mm-hmm. it's not really sung. It's almost the chant. Um, because that voice is the ghost of this man mm-hmm. that they end up hunting for throughout this book and it changes their both of their lives forever and you interesting and the story that you hear from it is amazing and and like i said it's all about race it's about ghosts it's about the power of music to have a lasting effect on the human soul it's wow (laughs) so you loved it did it give you a book hangover it actually, yes, it did, because I keep hearing that. I'm a very audio learner, obviously. You know, I'm a I'm a DJ for a living. I I play music for a living. <laughs> audio is your life. It is my life, and I hear that voice. I think I'm on by a graveyard of my own. It's just so damn creepy. I keep mm. hearing it, and and his story just hangs with me the things that happened to this man and the things that probably happened to men like him in this country is yeah I'm giving this one a five even though it was super weird Mm -hmm. it was awesome highly recommend it I don't know if it's for everybody 
because not everybody is as weird as me. Probably not for me. Probably not. <laughs> Had lots of ghosty stuff in it. I mean, I like ghosty, but if it gets too weird, then I'm not going to, it's not well, going to. I don't know if it goes really beyond ghosty. It doesn't really. Hmm. But it does have some past and present type stuff that goes on. It flops back and forth a bit. Does it? Yep. But. Yeah. Okay. So it is called White Tears by Hari Kunzru. I think that's how you say it. Awesome. Creepy. Think I'm on by a graveyard of my own. Is that your parting words? Yep. I think I'm going to buy a graveyard of my own. Yep. Okay, Bender. I feel like you're going to haunt yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You guys are going to be haunted by me someday. <laughs> if I die, I'll be haunting you forever. Well, if you live to be 101, I might die first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be like her. She, she lived to be 100 just for spite. Yeah. Yeah. I could see you doing that. Maybe I could. she's the one haunting you. <laughs> no, she isn't. <laughs> she totally isn't. Oh, I know. Guys, I have extra tickets to the opening night, to the preview of the Metro Libraries book sale. In Oklahoma City. In yeah. Oklahoma City. And I thought, wouldn't it be cool if we could give away... Our extra tickets to some Oklahoma City book girls so they could stand in line with us at the book sale. That would be great. And be our buddies and hang out with us and go shopping for books. Well, if they stand in line with us, they're going to have to get there early. Yeah, they will have to get there early. Because I've totally And that will be their choice if they want to get there early, if they can get off work. But personally, I think they should take the damn day off and stand in line with us. I'm off that day. Are you? Some people need money. Have to go to a wedding on Thursday. <laughs> yeah, I have to buy the books. That's true, Nicole. Listen, I gotta say, I don't my want you to get you fired, people, or nothing. But so I will have to meet you at there because I gotta. Well, say I'll my hold your spot, girl, for Wyoming and for Seattle. I held your spot last year. I'll get no, off early. We met, we met there last year. Yeah, we did. Yeah, but we got there early enough that it, yeah. it wasn't that bad. I'm I'm getting ready to camp in that line. I'm getting there. Well, shoot. What time do they open the doors? Isn't it like seven? The doors were already open when we got there. No, 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 no. We stood in line last year. No, I, I meant in the inside part. Oh, no, no, no. I meant to go into no, the... No, I think the door opens at 5.30, doesn't it? No, it's not 5.30. Can't be 5.30. It was earlier. It says 5.30. On here, well, it was 6 the... the you guys got there like... We got guys, there at like 4.30. Last year, yeah, you guys told year. me to meet you there at like four, and I was like, "Uh, I can't leave work." Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I the doors open at five thirty last year. All right, my bad. But I, I think wrong. the way that we're going to do this is we're going to do. Um, if you want to go with us, or would like some tickets, right? Mm -hmm. Then keep um, watching our Facebook page, right? And we'll just have you comment on Facebook, and we'll do a drawing. Or Twitter and or both. Twitter. Twitter and Facebook. I think we should do both. All of the okay. above. Catch all our followers. And because we, we like randomly. all of our fans. Randomly select a winner. Yep. Make sure if you uh, do enter this that you can actually go. Right. Because we, 
you have to be in Oklahoma City to go. It's at or, the state fair. Or ground. at least nearby anyway. Well that and you're gonna have to get the tickets from us somehow, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> That's gonna be interesting. But we'll figure it out because we really would like you to go because it's the Super Bowl for book girls. And mm-hmm. it's also Martha's birthday that it day. It is my birthday. Gym. That's so the very day. Come with us and help us celebrate Party! Martha's birthday and get Woo-hoo! some good books. It's going to be so much fun. So we're doing this early. We'll, we'll give the tickets away and we'll figure out a way to get with you and make sure we can get up and we'll take a big old picture and we'll post it on Facebook so everybody can see our book girls and our birthday party. <sighs> It'll be awesome. It'll be fun. It'll be the best birthday ever. Great. Really a good time. <laughs> Ron's giving mm-hmm. you his credit card, right? Of course. <laughs> I mean, who's going to give me their credit card? Ron. Just kidding. Does he have two credit cards? <laughs> books for everyone. <laughs> it's just like the Oprah of books. You get a book. You, you get, get a book. Get a book. You get a book. <laughs> it's like the honorary wife. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Honey, you have some extra wives tonight? <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we will um, wrap it up in a bow for tonight. Yep. Yeah. And that's going to do it tonight for Three, Three Book Girls. Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Join the conversation on Facebook and follow them on Twitter and Instagram. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.